Hey everybody, Desi here with Mainer Leadership, and today we are bringing you a new episode called Build a Program, Not a Team, and the effect that that has on an athlete. Looking forward to talking to you guys. If you're like me, you know that mental toughness is the secret to an athlete's success in sports and life, but you also see that there are huge issues starting to emerge, like... Why do so many athletes lack the mental toughness they need to succeed in their sport? Or, why is it that so few athletes make it to the collegiate level, let alone the pros? Or even, how dumb is it that as many as 60% of college athletes quit their sport before their eligibility is done? These are some of the blaring questions that we as athletes, coaches, teams, and sports parents all face today. This podcast will show you how true competitors like us here in Maynard Leadership's Grit Nation are waging war on average. And we aren't cheating by tapping into the power of the mental game. Follow this podcast while I expose the shocking methods and secrets I am using to help athletes master their mental game and push past average to that next level and stay there. Here's to the new tactics without all those old, rusty psychology shackles. My name is Desi, and welcome to Sports Grid Secrets by Maynard Leadership. All right, guys, let's dive right into this concept of building a program versus a team. And I brought my wife along for this one because I think she is an expert in this area. So one of the main things that I want to talk about is the effect that building a program has on an athlete versus just building a team. Right, so there's a few different focuses um, that we want to look at. Okay, so we're going to talk about three really main key principles. The first one is future. Second one is development, and the last but not least is competition slash opportunity. I think the opportunity to compete really is the best way to say that one. So we all know that coach that is really worried about winning a game or having a winning season and getting to the playoffs or winning the championship versus the coach that is worried and focused on building a program as a whole. Okay. The coach that is building the program, right? They're going to be actively involved in the youth league. They're going to know what's going on at the middle school level. They're going to be very, very well informed when it comes to their freshman and JV teams. And if you guys are wondering kind of what level we're talking about, we're talking about high school level. So this program building coach, which is kind of the term that I phrased for it, you know, they meet on a regular basis with all their coaches at all the levels. Everybody's on the same page. They all have the same vision. And that is to build a program, not just a team, right? And some really core principles of this would be communication and leadership as the head coach of that entire program, the leader of that entire program. So let's talk about future, right? To start off, I think that the future is what needs to be focused on, right? When we talk about future, you know, I think about that, that sophomore junior that's on varsity that um, is pretty good. And that's going to be the starter the next year. And maybe they don't get an opportunity to compete or they don't, they're not given that chance to um, play a little bit to get their feet wet, to dip their toes in it, so to speak. And um, I think that this is wrong. I think that they need to be given the opportunity to compete on a weekly basis. I remember my dad talked about something. They used to have weekly competitions so you could challenge someone. 
right? So if I was like, I want to challenge Johnny, who's the starter, right? And if I beat Johnny, I am the starter that week. And I know my my wife has a little bit to say about this too. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just thinking back to my own experience in high school and I uh, played softball and I just think back to my varsity coach Um, as a freshman. I was just excited to be there. And I actually I was very naive at the time and didn't even know I actually made the varsity team. I was just happy to be practicing every day and just going out. And to me, it was fun and it was easy. And he had a senior picture, pitcher, excuse me, and I didn't really think that I would have an opportunity. So I just went out every day competing. And um, as the season was coming towards an end, I really saw the impact that he had on me because he put his trust in me, and so did the team. I was 18-1 and one as a freshman. We were 36-4 uh, and four and went to the state playoffs my freshman year. And that set a really great example for me that he put trust in me, knowing that the following year, I was going to be one of the biggest leaders on his team. And um, obviously I fell into a great situation with awesome teammates who uh, many of them went on to the next level and not just softball, but other sports. So uh, as far as having an opportunity, I would say I was given many opportunities. Yes. You were a freshman at that time. I was freshman. Yeah. See, like when I was in college, I was not given that opportunity. So when I signed the coaches moved to a different school. So I got, planted with a brand new coaching staff that I did not really agree with. And I probably wouldn't have went there if this coaching staff was there, but basically they spent two years trying to get me to quit. They were not focused on the future. They were focused on winning that season to keep their jobs basically. Um, And that was a bad situation for me, for a lot of the team. Um, I mean, most of the players did not enjoy being there. It was not a good situation. Do you think it's because they didn't recruit you and they wanted to get to their own recruits? Yes, absolutely. They wanted their own guys and I was not it. And then, I mean, basically it took me two years to prove to them that I wasn't going to quit before they even realized, okay, maybe this kid's got something. And I mean, opportunity, I don't know that that word didn't even exist. And then I I created my own opportunity basically. So, you know, I think that to build a program, not a team, you have to, look towards the future. And sometimes that's going to mean giving opportunities, whether that be in a game or practice or whatever it may be, but giving some younger kids the opportunity to compete and to dip their toes, to get their feet wet in that big, bad varsity world. (laughs) Right. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. But I also have found from the coach's perspective uh, while coaching at the high school level, sometimes the parents decide where they want the kid. And and I say that in the sense that when you explain to the kid what the role is on the team and what your expectation is moving forward, a lot of times the parents will say, well, I really want my kid on varsity. And you might say, well, I don't see a lot of playing time there. And their response is, okay. And you might even get that response sometimes from the athlete, but then you have to think back and you have to explain to them, like, would it be better off for you to be playing at the JV um, to get the reps in or to be on varsity and not playing while somebody else is getting better on JV. Yeah. That, sometimes that can be the hardest situation when you're trying to build a program is a lot of times that parent gets in the way, you know, or you, you know, you have that sophomore sometimes who wants to play with their friends. Yeah. Who wants to play with their friends, but they're ready to be on the varsity level. And you're like, look kid, I'm going to bring you up and I'm going to play you. Right. Cause it's that, that, that known concept of if you bring a sophomore up to varsity, he, they better see the field, right? She better see the field. Um, but then they're like, well, but I want to play with my friends, so I want to be on JV. I'm telling you, folks, we have seen and heard it all. It is astonishing, right? 
I would suggest to parents get out of the way, mm-hmm. right? Parents get out of the way and let your athlete flourish. Let your athlete flourish. And for the most of, for most part, if you have a coach that is focusing on a program, they're going to be a person that you can trust. They're going to be a person that always has the future in mind and they're going to provide opportunities. Sometimes I think, though, the parents um, obviously don't see the same perspective and even the athlete. And even though you're trying to tell them what you're doing with the intent and where your heart is, sometimes they still disagree and find that their kids may be being pushed one way or another, maybe towards the JV or the freshman. But when they actually step back and look at the big picture, what are you doing for this athlete? You know, are you helping them grow or are you hurting them? So I think they have to let the let the parents, let the coach know that, you know, you trust them and then they're going to make the best decision for them. Yeah, we always want to be fostering growth, which is kind of a good segue to our next to our next kind of key principle of building a program versus a team. And that's development, right? A coach and people that are building a program versus a team are going to focus on development. And I tell you, the first thing that comes to mind there is a lot of times overseas, especially in Russia, in the wrestling, um, the sport of wrestling, a lot of these kids will not compete in an official wrestling match for like 10 years. They will develop, 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 practice, 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 you know, mock scrimmages, mock matches all the time. But it's all develop, develop, develop instead of did I win or lose? Did I win or lose? Did I win or lose? You know, the 10U team that went undefeated. No, no, no college, college coach. coach is wanting to know what you did on your 10U team. They really could care less. They want to see your skills. Right. And the way to get those skills is to develop, 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 develop. So then a coach that's building a program is looking at this in their youth leagues, in their middle school programs, right? They are focusing on the development of skills the development of knowledge, growing character, building mental toughness. Those are the types of things that we're trying to develop, not just win. Yes, everyone likes to win, right? I am the most competitive and my wife is probably even more. Right. But we need to focus on development. Otherwise, we're going to have one winning season, which is awesome, which is great. And then that's it. Because we didn't develop our skills. Yeah. And I can also tell you from my own experiences when I coached at the college level and um, just playing travel team over the years that if you are looking to play at the next level, I will tell you that those head coaches, those coaches out there in the colleges, they are going to come down to the 12U teams, the 10U teams, whatever it is, because they want to get to know the athletes and watch them grow and get to know their families because when they recruit someone... If that's the route your child wants to go or you as an athlete are going, it's not just about you. They look at the whole package and they want to know this person, not just, oh, this person's really great as a senior and that's it. They watch those athletes at all levels. Let me just throw this in there as just a secret bonus, right? When college coaches are looking at you, okay, when they're looking at your athlete, that high school or whatever it may be, they ask three questions. Number one. What are his academics like? Mm-hmm. Number two, what's his character? What's her character like? And number three, what do they do when they don't have the ball? Those are the three questions that they ask. I'm telling you, they've been asked me a million times. What's their academics like? What are their grades like? What's their character like? Right? What's their attitude? What's their mentality? What's their mental game? Are they mentally tough? 
you know, and then third and lastly is what do they do when they don't have the ball? Meaning like, what are they like when the play is not all about them? And that kind of reminds me, we were watching football the other day on TV and uh, Ben, Ben, help me out here. Roethlisberger, am I saying his last name correct? Yeah. You can see how much I follow actual players all the time. Sorry. But yeah, he was on the sidelines hurt. I believe for the whole season is what I was hearing and reading. And um, he was on the sidelines talking to the other quarterback, coaching this young player who clearly has the skills and knowledge, but was giving his information to this kid. I shouldn't say kid, but to this younger player. Coaches look for that. I know when I played in college, um, when I wasn't starting that game, my job was to help the other pitcher and her job was to help me. We, you know, we keep stats. We talk to each other because who's going to know best the person that plays that position. Absolutely. And that that's a program, right? That's a good example of a coach that's built a program. You know, he's got a quarterback that is hurt for the entire season. And what's that quarterback doing? He's not sitting there moping. He's coaching. He's helping. He's doing everything he can to help the team, to help the program. In general. Absolutely. Very good. Focus on development, people. Coaches, teams, sports parents. Develop, develop, develop. Skills, character. Skills, character. Skills, character. We can't say it enough. Mental toughness. The mental game. Make sure you focus on developing those and don't worry so much about winning and losing. Yes, when you're in the game, you're always looking to win. Absolutely, right? But the focus when we're younger is on development. All right. So the third piece, the last but not least, competition. Mm -hmm. Competition breeds success. Tell me a little bit about competition, Courtney. Well, when I played in college, um, I was really good friends with uh, the pitchers. Obviously, we hung out in the bullpen together and the catchers. And we were just always together. And I think sometimes that drove the coach nuts, and he didn't think we were as competitive as what we needed to be. And at one point, we weren't allowed to ride in the same bus together or sit together at dinner. Um, He tried to separate us because he thought that was going to help the competition. But we were so competitive with each other that we supported each other so much that I think it was the best thing ever because I think a lot of times when you're not building a uh, program and you're just building a team you pin your players against each other and you don't want to do that I think competition yes you want to you want to fight it out you want to kind of you know work each other to the point where you're making each other better but you want to also have those great relationships yeah you want the competition to lead to teamwork really yeah but in the same sense some of your best competition might be your best friend. Yeah. And that's really what it was for us, which is tough. It really is. Cause you, you're the, like they might like in college, some of them were, they lived with me in yes. the dorms, you know? So you had to learn how to turn it, turn the light switch on and turn the light switch off. Mm-hmm. Cause in the end it wasn't, you know, it's not personal. It's not about the person, right? It's, it, it's about yourself. It's all about, you know, you're competing with yourself. Everyone's trying to reach their own potential. Yeah. And, you know, I I think there that coaches need to give more opportunities for competition, right? I think weekly competitions are amazing, right? You have to let kids compete. You have to give kids the opportunity to compete, to show what they're made of or not made of, right? Sometimes this gives the starters or you as the coach the opportunity to show why you made that decision, Because if they compete and they lose, that's why the starter's the starter, because they won the competition and they keep winning it day in and day out, right? So it's just, it's a really good staple to kind of plant your program in that provides 
the right opportunities and just the right answers really for your team, for your players, for your coaches, for yourself. And it helps to develop a program as a whole instead of just a team. Just a team, you're just going to try to find your starters and you're just going to live and die by these, you know, whatever, however many girls in softball, yeah, nine girls, football, workhorse. 11 guys. They're going to become your workhorse and that's not what you want. Right. You always want to kind of keep them on their toes, right? You want to, they want, you want them to know that you have their back, but at the same time to never get too comfy, right? Because we're going to provide an opportunity for competition, right? Because competition breeds success. At all times, competition breeds success. So let's talk about this last piece and how does all of this affect the athlete? How does building a program versus building a team affect the athlete? Well, what was your experience there, Court? Well, I'm going to give my experience from when I played um, building a team. Uh, again, going back to the workhorse, I feel like there's going to be times when the coach is going to use maybe one player more than the other. But I can remember weekends pitching five games in a row. And I was the only person. I was the go-to. Now, when I went back to coach at the same university, there was double the amount of girls on the team because they competed every week. And I think the atmosphere was obviously more competitive. And the girls wanted to be there. Not that we didn't want to be there when we played, but it was just a whole other idea when you're putting a whole program together. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Because it's unheard of to have 30 girls on a softball team. Exactly. There's a lot of competition there. Tons when usually there's 12 or 15. Yeah. When you walk into the room and, and you went from, you know, first team, all everything in high school and you walk into that college room and everyone was first team, all everything. And you're like, whoa, this is a big difference, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I know when, when you're developing a team, like when you're building a team rather than a program, right? You get your one or two stars usually. And you try to to ride them to the top, so to speak, whether it be the playoffs, the championship, the league championship. Which works well sometimes in high school. Yeah, which sometimes works. Yeah. Right? Sometimes you get a, a league championship out of it or whatever. But guess what happens the next year? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Because you lose your one or two stars mm-hmm. because you, div- you worked on a team rather than a program. Right? If you're building a program, you're going to have athletes that once they reach you at that varsity level or that college level, Right. You're going to have athletes that trust you. Right. You're going to have athletes that are used to competing. Right. You're going to have athletes that show up every day. Dedicated. Dedicated. They're tough. They know that the road ahead of them is going to be tough, but that they're going to be given the opportunities that they've earned, that they've deserved. And if they screw up their opportunity, they're going to understand that they screwed it up. And they lost that competition, so they might not start that week. Yeah, knowing their role. If they know going into the week or that competition what their job is, and I always go back to softball because that's what I feel like I know best, but if my role is to go out and be a pinch runner, then I'm going to go out and do that to the best of my ability for this game, and that's what coach needs me for and the team needs me for, and that's why I'm here. If coach needs me on the bench this week and that's where my role is, then I better be the best person on that bench providing for my teammates. So you just have to have that mindset when you're building a program. Yeah, that's a great point because – Honestly, when, when you're just focusing on a team, you will get selfish players. You'll get jealous players. You'll have, you know, lots of parent problems where when you're building a program, everyone's going to know that role and they're going to accept that role. And they're excited right? about it because that's the role that they earned, mm-hmm. right? Whether it was because they won the competition, because they lost the competition, whatever it may be, 
but they're going to be excited about that role. Absolutely. And it's going to play a big part in you winning or losing in the long run. Because remember, remember people, we're not in all of this just to win and lose games, right? We are in this to develop and to build strong young men, strong young women, right? That are full of character, resilience, persistence, and leadership, right? That's what we're here to do. Sports are a vehicle for life, people. Yes, we want to win. Absolutely. You know why? Because we want to win in life. And the only way to do that is to build those things, right? So build a program in your sports, build a program in your life, focus on future, focus on development, opportunities, capitalize on those, and you will create a legacy, really a legacy, right? Of young men, young women that we have affected for the good and helped to build their program of life, so to speak. Yeah. I love it when you see players come back and they're telling you about how they're teaching or they're coaching or what they're doing in life. And they're so excited. And they're like, and you helped me along the way. And you're like, yeah, but all along you were, you were the one doing it. I'm going to get emotional right now. So it's really cool when you can, when they come back and say that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I know I've done that to some of my old coaches, um, but cause I've had good and bad coaches, but it, it's a really powerful thing. So let's just remember that people build a program, not a team focus on development opportunity, leadership, communication, and just get after it. Right. Yeah. Push past average people. We had a great time talking to you guys, build a program, not a team. It'll help create a strong woman and man that's ready to take on the program of life. Yes. And feel free to follow us on Maynard Leadership on Facebook or check out our website at MaynardLeadership.com. And um, if you have the chance, we'd love for you to share this podcast or any of our information that we shared with you today with anyone that's in the sports realm. Should we end with it? Well, I hey, we should say, too, we would really love to hear what you guys would like to, to hear more about. Absolutely. So maybe if you guys could take the time to leave a review or, you know, drop us a comment so we can uh, better serve you, that would be great. And, yes, we should leave them with something. Push, Push past, past average. average. Thanks, guys. Probably the biggest question I get is how does the mental game affect physical performance? Well, Research and stats show that less than 30% of performance results come from talent and the physical skill set. This means that 70% or more of an athlete's achievement is not visible. It lies directly between the ears. An athlete who neglects to work on their mental game is leaving a vast amount of potential on the table. It's kind of like going to a concert and getting a lawn seat instead of the VIP package with front row seats and a backstage pass. Which one would you prefer? That's what I thought, the VIP unforgettable experience. This is why I created Mainer Leadership and developed my mental game coaching programs. I provide athletes the VIP experience and walk with you every step of the way on your journey to the next level. Book a 15-minute strategy session now at www.mainerleadership.com and we can dive into your specific opportunity. I'm doing this because you might not know where to start all this mental game stuff. And secondly, because I was right where you are and I want to help. You can also get a free sports grit quiz with full in-depth results emailed to you by going to MainerLeadership.com and clicking the link. Again, just go to MainerLeadership.com to book your free strategy session with me and to take the free sports grit quiz to get your results emailed to you. I challenge you now to push past average.